This is The First Time, Chirp Radio's live storytelling and music series. Every show, we invite a group of storytellers to talk about different firsts and pick a song to go with it. This show's theme was First Family, recorded at Martyrs in Chicago's North Center with music by The First Time 3. Here's your host, Jen Sedini. Kisa Reynolds is a writer, storyteller, educator, journalist. Um, they co-produced a wine club at Uncharted Books and also Connections at Jim Beam Coffee. But importantly, they're director of the Bond Fund, Chicago Bond Fund, extremely important organization, give bond and bail to people who cannot afford it. Um, they remind us that the Bond Fund party is this Saturday at Hairpin Arts to support the Bond Fund, a, farm, a fundraiser for them. They're also contributing to a book called Parenting Towards Abolition, edited by my best friend, Amaya Shenwar, who's a prior guest here. Guys, give it up for Kisa Reynolds. My toddler Bailey will tell you that he does not have a mom. He has a Zaza. I carried him for nine months and had a C-section after 56 hours of labor. Yes, I know. Five days after his birth, I experienced the largest, most unexpected bowel movement. It was almost as life-altering as having a child. (laughs) During my pregnancy, I didn't eat sushi, eggs benedict, or deli meats. I reduced my alcohol and weed consumptions to nearly non-existent amounts. Until his arrival, I worked a full-time job and a part-time job to save up for parental leave. I made the necessary sacrifices. I am still not his mother. My son is right. He has a different kind of parent. He has a father, and he has a Zaza. Earlier in the pandemic, only one parent was allowed to accompany a child in the emergency room. My husband, Larry, and I would carry our son and walk up to the front desk. One of us would run through a list of Bailey's symptoms. One of the receptionists would put a hospital wristband on Bailey. Then they would pause, tilt their heads, and tell us, it's best if mom goes. Twice, I found myself laying on a hospital bed, snuggling one-year-old Bailey and shielding him from the harsh lighting. While he waited to be seen, I told him, he'll be okay, Zaza is here. Then a nurse walked in grabbed his chart. She took a look at the two of us and said, all right, mom, how are we feeling? I am non-binary. Even before I stepped into my gender identity, I knew that I did not want to be a mother. I never desired to be a mother. I wanted the responsibility of taking care of a child eventually, but I did not want to be a mother. Then I got pregnant. And I tried to think of myself as a different type of mom. There are plenty of people who don't fit the vision for what our society considers a mother. There are moms covered with tattoos and piercings. There are moms who rely on professional childcare so they can go to work. There are moms embroiled in custody battles with co-parents or their child welfare state. There are moms who are not biologically related to their children. There are moms whose sperm helped create their children. These are mothers who fight for the right to call themselves such. Each day, these mothers find themselves at odds with a society that refuses to allow them to shift the narrative of motherhood. 
and I am still not one of them. I am a non-binary parent, and I want my child to know that there are always more options. And if none of them exist, he could just create his own. Zaza was the name that I picked for myself, for my child. Zaza was one of Bailey's first words. He even gave me a nickname, Zazi. He says it with a great big smile every time. Our family loves a dance party, and we know that a good time is coming when Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody turns on. Bailey will tug my arms and say, dance with me, Zazie, dance with me. One morning, Bailey was watching Blue's Clues when he decided to get ready for the day, as he explained it to me. The maroon circle scarf that my mom crocheted was wrapped around his neck. He found his new beanie with a satin lining that maintains his curls. He carried his travel activity book as a purse. He explained that these were the accessories that he needed to get ready. And I realized he was dressing up as me. Recently, my husband asked our son if he wanted to be a father like him. Bailey quickly said no. Larry then asked if he wanted to be a Zaza, and Bailey said yes. Of course, I don't think it's appropriate to ask a three-year-old if they want to be a parent, but her toddler is particularly interested in caregiving, which is demonstrated by his need to put real diaper cream on his baby doll's bum before he puts her in a real diaper. <laughs> so it means a lot that my toddler wants to be like his Zaza, in that being a Zaza is not a made-up role that only I can play, but is a valid path to choose. Maybe I'm alone in this but I believe that many parents have this idea that from day one, they will suddenly turn into the perfect person to raise their child. That suddenly they will never make a mistake. And if they do, they will not only apologize, they will read a parenting book or at least a handful of articles to ensure it never happens again. I thought being the perfect parent meant that I had to become a mother. Over time, I realized, one, there aren't any perfect parents. And two, I had the opportunity to introduce my child to a part of me that was made smaller for others' comfort. Bailey has accepted me as a Zaza, but the idea of a mother is still embedded in his brain. Sometimes he says, my pretend mom will take care of it. My pretend mom loves me. It wouldn't be as upsetting if his pretend mom let us sleep in from time to time. But it is because there are other types of parents. I should know. I am one of them. But do y'all know how hard it is to argue with a toddler? The other day, Bailey and I went back and forth about whether a tank top is a boy shirt or a girl shirt. This tank top in particular came from the boys' department at Old Navy. Granted, it was a fancy shade of blue, but it was blue. I told him that it looked like an everybody shirt and asked repeatedly, what makes this a girl shirt? It is a tank top, he finally told me the same tank top he has worn once a week for the past four months, a tank top like the many others on his dresser, my sweet child who often jumps in front of a mirror and says, I can't wear this outfit. It isn't fabulous. <laughs> he wouldn't give up. Boys do not wear tank tops. Defeated, I picked out a gray short sleeve shirt with an airplane and other indicator, indicators that it was, in fact, a boy shirt. And Bailey still left for gymnastics in a hot pink sweatshirt, bright orange leggings, bright green rain boots, and that maroon scarf. Some people say that I'm making it complicated for my kid. To be honest, 
being a workaholic <laughs> has more potential to impact my child than being non-binary ever will. This month is an especially stressful time at work, so there are fewer sensory bends and way more episodes of If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. Bailey asks to play, and I usually have to say, in a few minutes, which eventually come 45 minutes later. After two or three days, I got tired of giving him the same line. Once more, Bailey asked if I could play. I lowered my body to match his eye level and told him, I am sorry, I am busier than normal, which means you have to wait longer to play. I want to play with you, but I have to get these things done first. I can't tell you when I will play with you, but I promise it will be soon. I assumed he didn't understand any of that. He was silent for a beat. Then he wrapped his arms around my neck as he said, I just miss you so much. It doesn't matter what kind of parent I am, as long as I am here, present, and ready to play. Thank you. Upon the hour and the sun begins to fade Still enough time to figure out How to chase my blues away I've done all right up to now It's the light of day that shows me how And when the night falls My loneliness calls Somebody 
I want to feel the heat with somebody. Yeah, I want to dance with somebody. With somebody who loves me. Oh, I want to dance with somebody. First Time is hosted by Jen Sedini, with production by Bobby Evers, Andy Vasoyan, and executive director Julie Miller. The podcast is edited by Andy Vasoyan and Jen Rourke, with songs performed by The First Time Three. You can find this and other Chirp podcasts and interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.